episode two of the complete bachelor by oliver onions this librivox recording is in the public domain episode two a hypothetical case carrie and i were placidly surveying from either end of my little dining-table the creditable wreck we had made of a rather neat little dinner carrie never disdains this hour of the animal at whatever table fortune shall place her and when she does me the honour to dine with me she generally pays me the compliment of evident enjoyment it is a feature i admire in her i was making leisurely coffee arrangement with my latest bachelor acquisition a pretty little silver and spirit affair that did not necessitate rising from a comfortable seat while my sister purred in soft content i moved the shaded lamp aside to see her better carrie is a very presentable young woman i thought her arms decidedly pretty i think rawl she said as i looked carefully to the coffee i think we will not grace the theatre this evening it's such a wet night and i'm so comfy here i could hear the rain without getting up it was a wet night and she did look comfy very well my dear sister i replied as you please it will save me a sovereign unless you succeed in coaxing it out of me during the evening which i have no doubt is your real motive no rawl really i don't want not enough huh haven't got it my dear this is good coffee caroline i'm really as poor as hooli there that's right cumul avec n'est-ce pas my dear please no rawl we'll sit here and be nice all the evening i'll bring my writing in may i i was only half convinced it wasn't money she was after something carrie's writing is her one affectation with which exception she is as sane as would be expected of my sister i believe it was a modern comedy which was then occupying the years of her youth and whose production was to be the crown of her old age she worked at it intermittently that is to say when there were no calls to receive or to be made when she could find nobody to take her to the theatre or a garden party when there were no women to gossip with or men to fascinate whenever in short she felt dull but of late she had seemed to recover interest in it had recast it she said bring it in by all means i replied but bring a dictionary as well i'm not absolute in spelling oh, thank you rollo why the deuce was she so uncommonly polite she usually announced that she was going to spend the evening with me in much less considerate terms i shook my head apprehensively when dinner was removed carrie disappeared and presently re-entered with an armful of comedy and a mouthful of quill-pens she made a clean sweep of my desk and settled herself with many quirks and little graces before the recast masterpiece i gravely asked her permission to smoke and she smiling at the superfluity of the question bowed a ceremonious assent then got down to business and chewed a pink knuckle in the stress of composition i put my feet upon a chair lighted a cigar and looked alternatively at the fire and at caroline she made my room appear very comfortable with her evening frock and pretty airs she was an excellent housekeeper and kept my half of our little flat almost as dainty as her own we got along very cosily carrie and i for a sister she behaved very well indeed she could have the sovereign if she wanted it i only hoped it was no worse 
by and by carrie looked up meditatively started on a fresh knuckle and then turned to me what do men talk about after dinner rawl when the women have left she asked i looked at her curiously and smiled no rollo she said I, I don't mean i mean what do they talk about oh i replied what do they really talk about eh? yes i want to put it in the play you want to put it in the play let me see i considered a moment well after the first grief at the loss of the ladies their hands go instinctively to their hair to feel how they have looked if there is a mirror handy they flock to it then they sit down look wistfully at the empty chairs and fold their hands patiently to await the earliest moment that they may rejoin their bereft partners oh don't be absurd rawl answered carrie i want to know i've got a man here who is to talk after dinner he's in love with the girl he's been sitting next to and i want him to say pretty things about her happy happy innocence dear simple carrie should i be the one to destroy so sweet an illusion never i was intensely amused but i replied thoughtfully i should think in the first place it would depend a good deal on the man and the girl what are they like he's a soldier said carrie looking timidly down at her manuscript that is he has not seen any active duty but he's simply thirsting to do some brave deed that shall show her how he loves her yes i said much interested a carpet knight how old he's about four-and-twenty i believe and he's not a carpet knight he's very good and clever and noble he's supposed to be dining at his married sister's and has to entertain the men with brilliant talk if i didn't know that noble young soldier i would never look on daylight again black hair i said yes replied carrie promptly that is i don't know i haven't decided yet i leaned back in my chair to recover from the shock this then was what made her so loving to her brother this was the nice evening we were to have she had a secret which pricked her conscience she was going to be nice to me for the time remaining i might have known she didn't visit mrs loring chatterton for nothing a soldier to run off with my housekeeper she had recast the play with a vengeance i was to play the good brother's part i shut my eyes well rawl said she she had evidently not noticed my state she didn't know i knew let me think i replied let me think i was not allowed to think a tap at the door roused me and two visitors were announced in came loring chatterton and the young brother-in-law himself i had to admit he was a not unprepossessing young warrior how do you do miss butterfield came simultaneously from my two guests while carrie rose putting aside her manuscript i greeted them from my chair i am afraid we interrupt your writing miss butterfield said loring sitting down oh no mr chatterton caroline replied as a matter of fact i was rather stuck when you came in yes loring i interposed carrie was rather stuck when you came in perhaps we shall be able to help her huh bassishaw delighted replied bassishaw but i'm afraid do you know that i haven't much of a head on me for that sort of thing miss butterfield rollo began carrie oh he'll do carrie i replied caroline wants to know bassishaw what a young man 
good clever and let me see was he noble carrie yes i believe he was noble and a brilliant talker i had him there a brilliant talker would say after dinner about the girl he thought he loved carrie was helpless i had not given her away and she did not dare to protest for fear of doing so herself she had a secret i also had a secret i would keep the case strictly hypothetical well miss butterfield began the hero who was thirsting to do some brave deed i'm hanged do you know if i know what he'd say he'd talk a lot of piffle wouldn't he oh but he's a brilliant sort of chap he'd uh oh hang it loring what would he say i don't know i chuckled softly i didn't want to hear loring i wanted to hear the brilliant talker it was for carrie's benefit but if he really loved her i said and his eloquence came out in a torrent oh i see well i expect he'd say she was a confounded nice girl or something pretty and all that you know and he'd row any chap who said she wasn't don't you think hmm? but why the deuce should he say anything bassishaw was coming out of it with more credit than i thought i laughed and even carrie had to laugh too i think said chatterton that's about as much as he could say unless he were an ass i can't imagine his saying much if you were there rollo no said bassishaw you are a mischievous sort of johnny you know butterfield you're deuced hard on young chaps you guy them awfully you know i expect you've forgotten all that thus unconsciously was bassishaw revenged i was hard on young chaps i had forgotten you know i was an old fossil or something but i had a sister deucedly nice girl pretty and all that you have to keep in with johnnies like that you know one thing i must know did this plain-spoken young man of the sword care for carrie this was soon evident from his conciliatory manner toward me no one ever goes out of the way to consider me unless he wants something bassishaw was most attentive by the way butterfield he said after a while are you engaged for tuesday afternoon because if you're not do you know my folks are giving a sort of garden party or something there'll be lots of people of your sort my sort coming clever and all that you know i thought you might care to come i'll get them to ask you if you like and miss butterfield too chatterton here is coming and he'll look after you you know butterfield what do you say i turned to carrie well, i think we might go rawl she said i like to meet clever people i thought a moment i don't know bassishaw i replied that i care to meet people of uh, my sort much but if carrie cares to go i'll look after her it may be of use to her in a literary way thank you I wouldn't have missed that garden party for a good deal. End of episode 2